Hey, 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 hey. Happy Thursday. It's Thursday, man. It's the best day of the week because tomorrow is Friday, but it's more important because we're here with, with you. And Usher. We were just Yeah, we were just listening to Usher. Listen, we will start this podcast all the time with music if the digital uh, Millennium Copyright Act was not a thing, okay? Because I sets, sets me a vibe. Anyway, uh, we hope that you had a great Mother's Day. Uh, it was pretty quiet and chill around here. We try not to bother Pam. We did a few celebratory things, but nothing too crazy. But mothering, and I appreciated the oh, Um, But mothering is a 365 day concept, okay? Parenting is a 365 day concept. So if you're just now joining us all the month of May, we've been letting Pam grab the mic to give some mommy advice mothering at various stages advice so if you're a parent an auntie an uncle you got kids and people in your life you want to nurture each other to greatness okay you should stick around because this episode is for Hi, I'm Pam Williams, a mother. And I'm Jessica E. Williams, a daughter. And this is a mother and a daughter truthful chat, where we discuss our 35-year multi-layered relationship. We've been through so many ups and downs. Not only are we family, but we're business partners in the high-stress world of event planning and production for short films. We've also shared the same therapist for over 10 years. What some people call codependence, we call collaboration. So join us as we share stories from our lives, have candid conversations with other mother-daughter duos, and shed light on the roller coaster ride of being a woman while raising a woman. Welcome to Truthful Chats. <clears throat> we used to say it was 20 minutes or less. It's no longer that. But it is designed <laughs> to get us... We keep it around 30, does it, not, we try. You're not going to be on here an hour. We try. Um... Anyway, it is designed to get us to the ongoing practice of generational wellness, uh, which if you need a whole description, we ain't got the time, but it is wherever you're watching this video below, there's a description about it, okay? So every single month here at the Create Generational Wellness channel, but specifically on the Truthful Chats podcast, we have a theme of the month, and then um, we use the Truthful Chat time to unpack that theme here on the podcast okay so it is the month of may the month for the mothers a uh, shout out to the tourist gang tourist gang 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 i see y'all tourists i mean gemini season is upon us but i am gonna shout out the tourists okay i'm not gonna let you go shout out to all the summer babies anyways um so yeah the theme this month is truth um we've been passing the mic for mom tips and today is about explore opportunities is that right what is mm -hmm. this called to nurture talents. explore opportunities to nurture talents okay let me take that back okay so the theme this month for bait is truth uh we are doing another mom truth episode this is mom truth number three if you haven't checked out one and two please go back and check them out and it is explore opportunities to nurture talents so i'm gonna shut my mouth actually sorry we got one more order of business we had decided that we was gonna add teacups to the uh to the podcast because only Pam, because I'm always Pam's voice is doing weird things. We're choking in the middle. But more importantly, I skipped the tea for today and we didn't have no real liquor in the house. But anyway, we're gonna salute clink one more time. Okay, if y'all hear that, okay. We're celebrating because we made it to 20 episodes. We're very excited. We're very excited. Ooh. 
Shout out to David Shans. This is cranberry juice. Okay, we didn't have no liquor. And we want to be professional on this podcast. Anyway, um, shout out to uh, the Social Proof crew and uh, David Shans and all them. Consistency is the, is, the, is the only cheat code. So consistency is the only cheat code. And we're working on being consistent. So thank y'all for supporting us for these 20 episodes. We're going to keep it coming. We're going to be here as long as y'all here. We'll be here even if you're not here, honestly, because we enjoyed We said it. we would. We said we would. We're keeping it consistent. And we now, speaking it, of so. we said we would. We don't have anything to report to you about those plans. Girl, you got to let it go. I just I'm not like, going to let it go. We said we weren't going to let it go. So we're not going to let it go. I think we need to start again. <coughs> I think we need to start again. Maybe we, we might have to more. start over, but uh, I think it's too cold. I think it's not warm yeah. enough yet for some of these. We should have started in the house. But anyway, the seas we just wanted too, to be honest and let you know that we're just not ignoring. We're, we don't have it yet. Transparent. There's nothing green and sometimes that's a message because sometimes that's how life is you done planted seeds you done water you done let the sun shine on you done done all the things that you know how to do and sometimes it's not harvest time yet so you gotta wait a little longer but you better stay consistent huh that word is for free anyway it is true it is true about parenting as well you gotta stay consistent because this is what i can guarantee you as you are raising a child things are going to shift in your life Things are going to shift in your child's life. And no matter how old they get. I do have a birthday coming up. Gemini season. <clears throat> most parents, most parents still want to see their children do well, no matter what age they are. And you still want to encourage them and help them in any way possible that you can to help them do well. So this goes in stages. It doesn't just like when you get to be, your child gets to be, 17 or 16 or whatever, it's not just going to automatically be like, oh, well, everything's good. Now, if you didn't do a whole lot of things, those seed plantings, if you didn't plant mm. those seeds kind of earlier the on back in the early stages of their life. So I kind of been talking about that. And it's interesting that as you know, we kind of think about it and I think about what I want to talk about, I start seeing patterns um, that you know, when you're in the middle of it, you just got to trust God and go with what you hear him say do and believe it's going to work out OK. And um, yeah, you see patterns, which I've started to see. So I'm going to talk. Patterns about, are important. We talked about a little bit about that. So I've talked about paying attention to your child, recognizing their gifts, trying to encourage them as you see them sprout up in them. The plant metaphors are working today. As Don't you take see much. The- <laughs> if you trust the Lord, it'll lead you. <laughs> out up and grow. Um, So one of the things is once you start to see what's coming up, you want to give them more opportunities to try new things that either might flush that out and prove it to be the right thing to do, or it may, you know, like we talked about, make some adjustments and go in a different direction. Um, And here's another little tip for free. It's also really helpful if you try and lead by example. Like if you're passionate about something, you try new things, you explore new opportunities, it's going to let your child know that that's okay to do that. It's okay to fail. It's okay to change your mind, but it's also, it's okay not to like something, but it's not okay not to try. It's not okay not to see and explore and say, is this something I want to do or not? Can we also clarify, we'll put a pin in that while we're here, just because we live in LA and this is a very uh, industry-driven town. 
it is, I just feel the, the spirit drop the caveat to say that. Lead by example if your kid is into what you're into. This is not a live vicariously through your kid, try to put on this jacket because you want to do it when you was younger type situation. Yeah. They might not be into that. So I think just to enhance, if your kid is into that and they're passionate about it and they love it, by all means, let them do it. But if it's not for them, but you thought it was going to be for you and you didn't want to do it and you or you couldn't do it or whatever your whatever reason. is, just don't try to force the jacket on the kids. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, that's why I said at the beginning. Pay attention and recognize their gifts, not your gifts or what you think should be their gifts. Recognize what they really are, right? Um, so back to trying new things. Here's just a quick example. In our household growing up, Jessica was growing up, you couldn't not try a food. True. You could not like a food, but you couldn't not try a food. So if it was something that you never, ever ate, you can just say, I don't like it. How do you know you don't like it? Because you never tried it. So the rule is always you have to take a bite or two. If you don't like it, you can spit it out. It's fine. We don't have to have this conversation anymore, but you have to try it. Some right. of y'all be fighting y'all kids at uh, dinner time. Yeah, all them air, the airplanes and the things and the whatever. Mm-hmm. This is for a little bit older. You know, like I think you were about maybe two or three when we started doing this, that it was like, do you like this? Um, but even young, you know, your favorite meal was linguine and clam sauce as I was in the high chair. Sushi kid. Sushi early. kid by two, three, you know, all those things. And it was always like, try it. If you don't like it, you don't have to eat it now. You have to be respectful. If you say, I'm not going to make you eat it, you can't make them eat it. Like, I don't know why people don't understand sometimes. <laughs> you have to build trust with your kids. Oh, Your word. kids have to trust you. So if you say, I'm not going to make you eat it, and then you turn around and say, you better eat that food. No, that's not going to work because you're trying to establish trust and build a rapport for the rest of your life. So, you know. Why did the tone of all black parents sound like that? You better, it's always a threat. <laughs> I can't just be like, don't you want to try? You better do it. Like, yeah. Oh my that. gosh. Oh my gosh. It's That's but it's real. So trust. Big, big thing. But I will I will add to that though. Like, you know, we live in LA, so I don't know. Sometimes I guess we was more we lived on the coast, so I guess it was more adventurous in terms of food and the kinds of food that kinds of food that was there. Available. But, but even with kids that I know that grew up in LA that you know may not have had access to those types of things. Like they only ate like chicken. Like I had a friend who was like, "You be eating weird stuff," and I'd be like, "Oh, I grew up in a house that I had to try everything. I might not like it, but I had to try it." You know what I mean? So I think yeah, also opened up my palate, but also my horizons to just trying things in general. Trying things started with something as small as trying food. You, if you don't like it, you don't have to eat it, but you gotta at least try it. And you'll find out they like some strange things. All right, and that's the next thing: respect your child's uniqueness. You may hate asparagus and you may find out your child loves asparagus. So don't say well, we don't, don't eat asparagus in this house. But you know what I'm saying? Respect the child's uniqueness. They want to try some asparagus. Let them, you let know, them try it. Let them try it. And I know that's hard to do when you have multiple children, but it's really, really important that you try. I only have one, but I have helped other people um, who have multiple children. And it's really, really important to... Try and give them their own, like, unique, independent space. Sense of individualism. They're yes. all individuals. Yes. It's not just them kids. Yeah. 
contrary to Bernie Mac, you know. <laughs> Your kids. Them kids. So why do you ask is that important, right? So the more you can help them understand that they have a very unique place in the world and a very unique way of looking at things and a very unique contribution to make to the world and whatever that is, it's okay. Then it helps shape the context and the perspective that they go into life with as they get older. So they, especially when they get to the infamous middle school and high school years, when everybody wants to be like everybody else. If you've built into them from the beginning that you're unique, you're different, you don't have to do what everybody else does, it's not necessary, then when they get to those critical ages or whatever, they'll have a more uh, a more established sense of self and realize that they can kind of go their own way and do what they want to do and embrace it. Embrace what they bring to the table. I bring this to the table. Y'all don't bring that. It's okay. I love y'all anyway. And together we make a beautiful table. But a mosaic, if you will. A mosaic, yes. <laughs> but if they just feel like they have to be what everybody else is, um, you don't give them a chance to develop their uniqueness, their creativity, and to do what they're supposed to do in the world and give them that confidence. So here's an example. And I think we kind of talked about this a little bit uh, before that Jess went to Marlboro in summer school. I did. Shout out to Marlboro. Yeah. And so that's where she started really developing her love of the creative arts and finding out that she could write plays and that she could act and this, that, and the other. So that kind of started on a smaller scale. <laughs> well, the confidence that she got from doing that for three or four summers, um, then summers. it transitioned into she went to Cal Arts, Summer Scholars of the Arts or something like that. But it's a program. It's Lisa, if you live in LA, you know what's up. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a high school program. Shout out to Cal Arts. I'm Cal Arts alumni. Shout mm -hmm. out to you. That you go and spend six weeks, four weeks, six, six. I feel six like I weeks there um, on the Cal Arts campus in the summertime and you study arts. So that experience at Marlboro gave her the confidence to uh, even audition and to go on to study at the Cal Arts summer program. So I'm saying all that again to say enroll them in programs, try to find things. I know cost can be a concern the first year I wanted her to go to Marlboro. I did not have the money at all. Thank God for her uh, Josh, godfather, my godfather. Uncle Wynn. Uncle Wynn, we love you. I can You're see really it to the this day, that FedEx envelope coming in the mail and it had a check in it for $1,300 for the summer program. So I was like, oh my God. But by the next year, I could afford it. So I'm just really glad that that happened because that gave me the confidence to say, okay, if this was this important, let me try and figure out how to do it. And there's so many free opportunities and programs now and things um, that are out there. So, but I also want to say the village is important. The Body village out here doing things by yourself. I understand. Keep your head up. In the words of my Gemini brother uh, Pac, but it's important to have, if you can, people you know, love, like, and trust that can. Pour into your kids and help your kids when you maybe are not able to or things are just rocky right then. So I can't, you know, I don't have enough fingers nor toes to uh, shout out, you know, all the people that have yep, contributed to contribute. Yep, contribute to me. Shout out to Auntie Kim too. Thank you for uh, tuning in last week and your comments. You are definitely part of the village. Yeah, you were and watering seeds. So many people watered So seeds. many people to name. Yeah. And uh, Uncle Wayne for sure. So 
So, um, so that's it. Sometimes you might have to ask for help, tutor, summer school, but it really, really is important that you let the kid kind of see, your kids kind of see. Oh, this is amazing. I was just watching. You have to see this. Shout out to Mike Morris. Mike Morris, congratulations. Oh, shout out to Mike Morris. Wait, what do you do? He got promoted to the Dean of Arts of his school. But, okay. But he has been teaching those children editing, script writing, story writing, filmmaking, Asia Horn, editing, Asia. all the people that are teaching children skills that were not always so readily available in the Black community. It's really, really important that our kids start to see where else they could possibly go. Okay. Right. Now, here's one thing I want to work caution. in the community. Don't overschedule your poor children. You see the children, <laughs> they be going to basketball, then they be going to gymnastics, then they be going to basketball, softball, and then they be going to dance, and then they be going to musical lessons. And then you are not giving the children an opportunity to find out if they like it or not because they're so tired. And you're tired. And you're tired. <laughs> so, and you're tired. And so sometimes it's better to cut down on some of the activities, make it easeful, but make it powerful. Make it stimulating, but not really overwhelming. Okay? And especially if you have multiple kids. Oh, my God. That's a lot. And give the child a chance to think, you know, about I really like this or I really don't. But if it's just always we got to go here, we got to go there, we got to go do all these things, then you don't even know what they're genuinely interested in and what you really should be investing your money in. And I would say manage your own personal anxiety, maybe some of your own childhood traumas like that. I feel like that's a sign of something else if you just always got a kid running around. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, everybody's tired. You need to be taking naps. Shout out to uh, Trisha Hersey. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Shout out to Trisha Hersey. Sometimes you got to like slow down and, you know, maybe some other things will come up, come out of that. But yeah, I wouldn't say like, have your babies running around. Yeah. Uh, what do they concentrate on the most? What do they seem the happiest about after they come home? Like, you know, um, that's uh, a good one. Yeah. What it like if you go to an activity and they come home and they're like, oh, I hate, uh, and there's always a problem, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to them coming home and being like, I had the best time. It was so amazing. You get them to talk about what they like and what they did and why did they enjoy it and what do you remember the most about it? And, what problems did you have to solve? How did you solve them? Like if you can hear them talking and being energetic and excitement about the activity, then you kind of know, okay, this is probably more of um, where the interest is. So I'm gonna give you a couple of just some quick things. Explain that everyone has activities they really like doing. Some they don't, it's okay. You don't have to be good at everything and that's okay. Let them know that, all right? Reinforce and appreciate their strengths. Um, like I just said, when they come from an activity, get them to talk about it. What did you like about it? What was great? Why did you like it? Um, do you feel energized? Do you feel happy after this? You know, really allow your children to express their feelings about things that they are doing. Because remember, you're trying to build trust. You're trying to let them know. They could talk to you about anything and you're not going to be mad if you just pay $150 for them to go to fencing. Mm. And they don't like fencing. I love fencing. She likes fencing. I couldn't afford to go there, but I love it. <laughs> you know, but anyway, I'm just saying, whatever those things are, you know, find out. Um, uh, what's the next one here? I got a list. Um, help them find new ways. Oh, this I thought was really important. Acknowledge how you you see what they're doing. Like if they're with their friends, and one of their friends is sad and they go and comfort their friend, then that's something you can acknowledge. You can say, I really 
saw how you helped your friend when they were feeling sad. That's really good. And acknowledge that you saw them do that and how it made you feel. And then ask them, how did it make them feel? Because now you're starting to say, I have an empathetic kid. Either you got an empathetic kid or you got a bully. What, you know what I mean? You got to know which one, one you got. One of the two. <laughs> if, it's not really an in-between. Yep. If you like Paris, tell me her. Tell me her name. Paris at London. Shout out to Phil. Tell me her. Then you know you got a fighter. And so, you know, you might want to channel that energy into boxing or something. I don't know. But pay attention. Watch what they're doing. Comment on it. Um, or maybe they're good with their hands. I saw how you fixed your bike by yourself. <laughs> good with their hands. Yeah. No, not these hands. Not. Uh, but mechanical. You know, kids can take things apart, put them back together yeah, again. We was growing up. I had friends with them damn Legos and them connects. I don't know if y'all remember the connects. You got to be a little older to know the connects. But them kids that be building them Lego roller coasters and Ferris wheels and dragons. That is a skill. You that is a, a skill. And so then you just talk to them about how did you even see Science that? Yeah, all that. that kind of stuff. So pay attention. Give it back to them. Talk about what you see them being good at. Um, a shout out to the artistic kids, too. I don't leave you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know we love that. <laughs> athletic kids, all other things. But. And then help them find new ways to do what they love. So, you know, if you find out that they are really good at um, the artistic, I mean, uh, the Science. engineering Lego, Just things like that's that. that's usually not in the spotlight. So we want to highlight. Yeah, highlight it. Expose them to as many different experiences of that as possible. Um, you know, everybody's doing a STEM thing now for young black kids, a coding thing or whatever. So if you find out that they're really interested in that kind of thing, then kind of move over into that The technology is going to be big biz. Give them a <clears throat> skill, okay? <laughs> Get them a trade right now. Yeah, let them, and let them talk about it. Draw pictures about it, tell you about it, create a video, whatever it is, let it run its course. Um, and so then it'll kind of, you'll kind of see how it morphs into some other things. You'll start to see patterns and themes, and then you can follow up on those things. So, um, and over time you'll validate the activities that they're more passionate about, and then they'll really feel good about that. So another thing Jessica has always been passionate about is her relationship with God. I did not say church. Sure have. I did not say church. Sure sometimes am. church is a little... A lot up for her, up and down for her, but her relationship with God is 100, right? So, <clears throat> you might wonder how this particular passion connected to her artistic passion. So, um, short version of the story was she joined Impact, which is a uh, it's a yeah, it's the black offshoot for Campus Crusade for Christ. If you're familiar with that organization, they're usually on college campuses evangelizing, doing that kind of thing. So this is the black offshoot called Impact, started by, I want to say the Gilmer, the Gilmer yeah. family. So the Impact, mm -hmm. they do uh, bio conferences in Atlanta. Um, it was just a whole thing. It's a whole vibe. So shout out to- So that was a big part of Impact. your college life. Bam. It was a big part of my college life. And so then? Oh, so then uh, I was going to, we never really quite got a chapter started on my campus, but I did always go to the conferences. Pam used to go with me sometimes. And um, then they had missions trips. So I ended I up. I wanted to be sure it wasn't a cult. But really? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
in Atlanta. <laughs> well, who knows, right? Okay, we'll go on. Anyway, so this, but it was also a sacrifice to be able to do it because the conference was during the Christmas the holidays. holidays. So we would spend Christmas at home, but then you would immediately leave like the day after Christmas to go to Atlanta. So we would stay in the hotels down there. They had like a series of conferences, concerts, all kind of things. It was just all kind of. And you would spend New Year's Eve day. Black kids that love Jesus. New Year's and, um, Eve and New Year's spend Day. Spend New Year's Eve. So I saw Lecrae. I saw the Truth. I saw all the people I was really listening to and loving at the time and still love. Anyway, so I ended up going on a mission trip. They had mission trips they were offer. Eventually, they started going international. But I went to Virginia Beach in 20, mm-hmm. 2007. Okay, good for you. Thank you. I remember. 2007, and I spent three months of my life living in a roach infested, ragged, roach and rat infested hotel. Not Mo- rat. It's, a, it's a motel. Mice. We had a mice. We had mice. a um, we had a mice. We had a mouse. <laughs> a mouse. Um, and you know there was pimps and prostitutes in this hotel, and people in between housing and all this kind of stuff. And um, I ended up having a job. It was like the real world, but like a Christian edition. But we was cool though. We wasn't corny. We was cool. Anyway, um, so I had ended up working at uh, a rec center in Portsmouth, Virginia. Shout out to Portsmouth. I love Portsmouth. And shout out to all them kids. They're probably all like mad grown now and got kids. But anyway, um, so I ended up working at the rec center and I was over the artistic program in the rec center. So I ended up doing a show for all the kids in the rec center to, to participate in. So I ended up writing it myself. I had like taken Cinderella and like broke it down and like found out, you know, what kids could act, and who could play what. It got a little crazy because I had to get understudies because summer program. People like, we going to so-and-so this summer. I mean, for a couple of weeks. So they ain't going to be able to come rehearsal. I'm like, bruh. So we had the uh, arts program. They made masks for the masquerade ball in the music class. Shout out to Christian Brailsford. Shout out to you. Uh, you're doing great. At least. Sharon, Jeremiah, Darlene. I'm sure I'm missing people, but uh, Jacqueline. All y'all. Love y'all. Anyway, uh, Tyree. <laughs> hey. Anyway, Kenny. Sorry. All the news come back to me. Anyway, um, the music class, they ended up singing in the show. So it was like the dance, the dancers dance. It was a whole big thing that we did like a whole mashup so that the whole rec center can look good and uh, we can make some coin and you know, do some things for the kids. So Pam flew cross country for that. Actually, she had to support me in that. I, <laughs> I'm that mom. I, see I'm, I was living. I'm sorry. Some people might think that's bad. But Let's see how I'm I was living. Mom. Um, was it the time? But so then, anyway, a couple of years after that, I didn't even really think about this actually until right now. Right then, you started working at Job Corps. Shout out to the, my people at Job Corps. I love y'all. And so again, she was the recreational director at Job Corps, but it morphed into. I use the same exact skills. An artistic program for the kids at Job Corps because that's who she is. That's what. Shout out to PG and Poetically Gifted. Sorry, I got a shout out. Yeah. Chris, Ronnie, Amber, (laughs) everybody that came through. It was a time. It was a time. Night. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Night. Night. So anyway, they created this whole poetry um, guild. For the kids at Job Corps. They and actually created, I actually just supported their gift. Yeah. But then we ended up from their their sort of seed of this thing. Boston, shout out to you for their Nasheed, uh, for their seven. their seed. Seven, seven, mm-hmm. seven, Artina, everybody. So I actually actually I done a play there. I did a play again. I we got the kids to write a show. Only one person wrote the show. They got a check. We put the play up. 
And then the next big thing I did was at a Poetically Gifted, we did a poetry show. And then again, incorporated all the different arts. So the music class, the dance class, we did like a whole big thing in the Belasco. Mm-hmm. It was a whole vibe. So uh, so you see not, the pattern? You, you see the space. pattern from, you know, telling the story in the doctor's office at five to the continual. You have to go back to another. Yeah. Progression, progression of the arts and storytelling and ministry and all that intersecting to use the talents that the possibilities, if you explore them, it'll it'll turn into what it's supposed to be. And then her first film was then, again, an intersection of using storytelling for ministry, mental health awareness or whatever. So I'm just saying all that to say. Just real quick, got to shout out Christian. Love you, man. See you. <laughs> and Shay Roberts. I got to shout out Shay Roberts. Oh, wherever was, you are. Wherever you are. She was a collaborator at... Uh, Job Corps at the time who really, really helped me with Poetically Gifted and coming up with like some really cool ideas and things to impress the folks over there and get the kids work like up to par. So shout out to you. Yeah. So and everybody in the rec center at that time. It's a pattern. And it, we can we you look at famous people, you can go back and you see something that was nurtured in them when they were very young that then morphed into whatever it turned out to be. So I have a little game. I have these questions. Oh, I didn't give you the game answers. Time. But hopefully you'll be able my we'll play it. You guys can play it. Type it in the chat if you want to or whatever. But so this particular person, her grandmother taught her to read at the age of three, which started her famous love of books. Any idea who that is? Her famous love of books. She's mm-hmm. a, is this a black person? Mm-hmm. Phyllis Wheatley. A current. Oh, uh, they're all current. Let me say that. Zora Neale Hurston. Living, current. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Famous love of books. She's gone. A media mogul. She always is very learned. Oprah? Absolutely. Okay. All right, there you go. She don't write books, though. That's why I said, I was like, Maya, love of books made her be articulate and gifted. Oprah Winfrey Stedman's woman. Mm -hmm. Next question. (laughs) This person's dad taught him Atari basic programming in junior high. Atari, Atari. This is this not a black, a black person? person. Oh, Mm-mm. oh, good luck. Is it a computer person? Like kind they of. did It's not, Bill Gates is too old for Atari. You're warm. I, I need some more uh, clues. Uh, very techie, very created something. Did we, they create a social network? Yeah. So it's going to be Mark Zuckerberg. Absolutely. For the win. Mark Zuckerberg for the win. Woo! Millennials, I'm good at this game. All right. Junior high. All right. Last one. On this I person. dug Phyllis Wheatley out of the <laughs> crates. I should have told you they're living. The not crates dead. of my childhood. All right. But I did go through Tony and my Angelou. I, I went through a lot. So I said her yeah. love. Oh, oh, her love. Okay. All right. This person okay. is black, unable to keep him from banging on the kitchen table. His mom got him a boombox. So that he could bang the boots. Is this a rapper or this is a mm-hmm. started uh, out that way? He started as a rapper. He's currently an actor. No, he started He's just as a rapper. Rich. Is it Questlove? No. Oh, um, I need some words. He's in the music. He's in the music industry currently. The music industry, the liquor industry. I'm gonna the- go with Dr. Dre for 2000. Jay Z for the win. Oh, Jay Z for the win. Jay, you drunk? I didn't know that. 
His mom was unable to keep his bang. I out. needed some more. Uh, that's why I said <laughs> mogul. His mom got it. Blue got Ivy it Daddy, the twins' daddy. So I'm just saying, you'll see it in your child if you pay attention. You'll see it. You'll notice it. Pour into it as much as you possibly can. I read this email from uh, someone I recently started following. Her name is uh, Tara Nicole Kirk, and her company is called Soul Tour. S O U L T O U R. And she just wrote an open letter to, um, and we'll put it in the description box too. So yeah, Shonda Rhimes, um, that really moved me about Queen Charlotte because she was saying her her daughter came to her, said she wanted her hair straightened, and she was asking her why, and she said oh, all the she? queens, five six maybe That's too young to straighten your child's hair. By the way, all the queens right. have straight hair, even Princess Tiana, and so she her mother said yes, but do you know Queen Charlotte? And so she was able to pull up Queen Charlotte on the Netflix with the hair and the thing and whatever. And she ordered some jewels from, you know, Amazon or whatever. And there's a, I don't have license to put the picture up and I don't know if she has it anywhere publicly, but if she does, I'll find it. Oh, the baby. Um, And And the baby has her hair up with all the curls around and she has a side-by-side picture of, of her with Queen Charlotte. And the little girl said, they said she couldn't wait to go to school. And her when she came so in, her teacher was like, you look like a queen. And she said, I am, I am, I'm Queen Charlotte. That's my impression of the little girl. But anyway, in the letter to uh, Shonda, she wrote this that I thought was so beautiful. Uh, and I'm gonna read it exactly. It said, as a parent, I believe I have one job. The same job each of us has as we reparent our own inner child to mm-hmm. help her little girl know and adore her own true sacred self and to help her create a life that is congruent with who she really is, period. Not to help her get into whatever kind of college. She might be a little alien genius. And if she is, I'll support that path if that's what (laughs) she wants. But I know and trust that she'll learn everything she needs to learn just by existing unrepressed in the world. As a black woman. My job is not to help her be a successful cog in the nine to five machine, not to check those cultural boxes, be the first this or that black. She said, my only job is to help her know herself, love herself, follow her own inner guidance and create whatever she is called to create. And she called it, the mom called it, this is my sacred covenant. And she closed to Shonda with the words, thank you. You're doing God's actual work for real, for real. So I just, that was like, yeah, that's why we try and tell people. But she said it so eloquently. (laughs) So she put the words on paper in a letter to Shonda Ryan. So if you want to follow her, you can follow her on on Facebook and IG, I think. But Facebook for sure. At um, Atara Nicole Kirk and just look up Soul Tour. So um, she has some amazing content on there that is really, really beautiful. So raising a black child in the world. Listen, when we support our children, even our adult children and the young people in our lives to follow their passions, it guarantees that they will never lack opportunities and they'll be constantly Mm -hmm. growing, learning, taking risks, creating results, being true to themselves and, you know, here, we're taking one right now with this podcast, but it's something that's in our hearts. It's in her heart. It's in my heart. I'm supporting her. She's supporting me. And we just want to support you, you know? So let's our let's help the children learn firsthand uh, what it means to lead a life of success. 
uh, a life where they're offering their own unique contributions, meaningful to the world, and teach them to create their own definition of success. This is probably the biggest gift that you could ever give them. Like what's successful for you may not be successful on the Instagram, on Facebook, on the le- on the wherever you are looking in the stunt culture, but what is your definition of success? And go with that. And so that's the best, greatest gift you can give your child. And I'm done. I love it. That was good. That Thank was a you. sermon. It was a mini sermon for sure. Hmm. Um, I want to shout out. Sorry, I forgot someone in the PG shout outs. I got to <laughs> shout out Smiley. Oh yeah, Smiley. <laughs> came up with PG. She came up with the name. She got all the people together. She found all the talented people. She gave me a cat to raise that I gave to my auntie. We have a lot of stories from that time. Um, so I want to shout her out. I also want to say, Pam also sent me to school in, uh, it wasn't Queen Charlotte fashion. It was Sally Hemings fashion. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll tell that story. We'll tell that story. We'll tell that story one day. Jessica was in school in, but here's the short version. She went to, she was Do it in a cliffhanger, school. though, so the people that come back. She was going to school in Burbank, and I, I, I sent her. It was a history project. It was a history project. Come dressed as your favorite history. And this is before Hamilton for all you young kids, okay? A lot of people didn't know who Sally Hemings was. So this is what I said. You will not be going as Harriet Tubman or Sojourner Truth. I can tell you that right now. So anyway, it's a fun story. We'll tell it at some point. Yeah, and I feel like the Sally Hemings uh, TV movie had just come on starring the incredible Carmen Joko is probably on the YouTube somewhere. Anyway, we'll save that for another time. Uh, I also want to shout out Shonda Rhimes, okay? I don't know if everybody's watching Bridgerton. But the first two stories, they was cute. I feel like she just did them so she could tell this one. If you ain't watched the Queen Charlotte, I don't Please. care who you are. You can be the hardest thug in the world. Queen Charlotte is worth your time, period, okay? It's not just a love story for love story, Twitter pay the sake, okay? It's really some real great storytelling going on here. Really, some great acting. Shout out to these black women that's killing the game and the whole cast, the crew. Shout out to Tom Verica, Betsy Beers. Shonda, of course, um, Allison, the whole crew, we used to get down back in the day. I won't hold you. But anyway, support the arts, okay? That's all I'm trying to say. Also watch the Dear Mama doc on Hulu about Tupac and a finish record is worth all of your time. It is a beautiful thing. Maybe we'll do a review of that. Maybe we'll like Mm -hmm. pivot on an episode and do that. Yeah. Or do a, uh, uh, what you call the things? Watch party? No, the Instagram live. Oh, yeah, we yeah, can do Instagram live or something like that. That'll we'll figure good. it out. Yeah, if you watch Dear Mama. Anyway, um, the hour is spent. We're going to bid you adieu, and you know how we do about this time, like we always do at this time. Shout out to old, old Kanye. Are you subscribed on the YouTube channel? Are you following us on the IG? Are you following us on Facebook? We're at Create Generational Wellness on all the platforms, uh, on fan base, fan base. Mm-hmm. as well. And, um, the audio's coming. We haven't made it there quite yet, but uh, it's coming. We've been working into the night. We've been working into the night for it, though. So please be sure to rate, review, comment, all the beautiful things. And uh, we're going to see y'all next week. Because that's what we do. All right. Have a good one. Happy 20th Thanks, Happy 20th anniversary. Like, I got to drink all my cranberry juice. Happy 20th <laughs> Not episode. 20th episode. All right. And uh, we're going to be doing 20 more for sure. So love you guys. Love you. Peace. All right, y'all.
So I had to come back before we ended today's episode. I did the cardinal sin, okay? I did the cardinal sin where you be having race memories. You be naming names. And of course you end up forgetting people. And I don't want people to see this. I'm just that kind of person. Maybe it's the Gemini in me. I don't want people to see this to think that I forgot them or they don't matter just because I may or may not have remembered your name in the moment. So of course... (laughs) If I had thought about it, I would have had these things prepared during the episode, but I wanted to officially come and uh, shout out the PG fam with an official photo. So this is everybody, okay? I think I only miss calling out EJ, Carlin, and Les, okay? I did pretty good, considering, but I wanted to um, come back and show everybody love in picture form. Okay, so know that I love you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, charge it to my head and not my heart. Um, it's been some years. This was over a decade, you guys. It's 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 crazy how time flies. But this is a really important um, stage and space in my life. So I want to give honor where honor is due to those people. And of course, I know for a fact I forgot a lot, a lot, a lot of names uh, when it comes to the Virginia Beach fam, but again, charges to my head and now my heart, I'm turning into an old lady, really. Um, So I named a few people, but I'm sure there's a bunch of people in here I did not name um, who I still love. So shout out to y'all. Thank you for being my brothers and sisters in the faith. Uh, We put in some some, uh, time out on the trenches uh, in Virginia Beach. So I wanted to be sure to come back. I like to give you all these visuals so you know me and Pam just not on these stories capping, but these are real people, real life situations and circumstances. And uh, I just want to show love, honor, and respect to everybody who uh, I met during those times and uh, on that journey. So with that, I'm really gone for real, okay? And uh, I may put these on uh, Facebook and IG as well and uh tag some folks so all right love y'all peace